Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am Myra. So happy to be your host here today, once again, with Wendy Gale from Metatron's Mystical Muse. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you, Myra. I'm really excited to be here again. Oh, this is exciting. Um, I've gotten so much feedback from the first segment that we recorded and the Q&A. That was so much fun. Was. Yeah. Um, I have a little uh, review here from Diane Sims, who says, I loved this so much. I can't wait to hear more from Metatron. Thank you, Diane. Appreciate that. <laughs> yes. And so I've got some good, juicy questions for Metatron today. I'm glad that I'm he's not ready. the one that has to answer those. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he's got the bigger picture, right? Yes, yes. So let's talk quickly about what events you have going on, Wendy, on your end. And I think I have some dates here to help you out with. Okay. Um, in the, At the end of the month, the 1st of November, I'm doing an evening called An Evening with Elijah, where I will be channeling the prophet Elijah. And it is a complimentary evening. People are welcome to come, bring their questions and receive probably a little bit of healing taking place that night as well. And in uh, November, I believe it's on the 17th, we're doing another Tea and Wisdom with Metatron, where yes. Metatron will be uh, taking everyone's questions. And then I am going to be, you know, offering my classes beginning in January. My first January class is Moving Mountains, uh, getting prepared for the year of 2024. And then I am co-facilitating a year-long program that is being offered in three segments called the Path of the Initiate. And there's all of the information on the website that will tell you mm. about that. It's being taught, cha fully channeled class by Jesus, Magdalene, Hathor, Elijah, Metatron, and Melchizedek. And it's going to be wow. extraordinary. Taking us really deep into the ancient mystery schools, teachings, and really um, kind of excavating our, our connection to all of that. So it's going to be extraordinary. It sounds like it. Wow. That's incredible. I had the uh, opportunity to hear you channel Elijah for the first time because that was something new for me. I was so used to Metatron. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and all I can say was, wow, wow, what what your voice sounds like. <clears throat> I need to clear my throat now. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how he how he gets to that place inside of me but for those who are interested it's on the metatron's mystical muse youtube and the voice is so deep i've been joking with uh my friends that i sound like a tuvian throat singer right <laughs> it's like they, yes. they get down into those tones i'm just like and you would think that it would really shred my throat and sure. it doesn't impact my throat at all. It's just crazy, crazy wild. Yeah. Well, I have had the honor of 
uh, being present on many, many Q&As with Metatron. And so I just want to say anybody who wants to just sit and listen and you will, well, you know, even when someone asks a question, we all learn. So that's what I love about those, those Q&As. So if you're interested, be sure to go to Metatron's Mystical Muse and sign up for alerts so that you do know. Um, and you may not have a question, but again, it's just wonderful to be present on Zoom and hear the wisdom. Yeah. 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 And those, those are free offerings. So please come and enjoy. Wonderful. All right. Well, I'm ready. Are, do you think you're ready? <laughs> I, I know I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and bring Metatron in. Okay. All right. And so for those of you that are listening on the podcast, there will be a pause as she brings him in. Right. Good day to you. Good day, Metatron. So good to see you again, beloved one. Yes, thank you. You too. I woke up in such a good mood knowing I was going to chat with you today. <laughs> Indeed. And, and our, our channel has been looking forward to this as well. And, you know, we're always up for having a chat, right? Yes, yes, you are. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to just jump right to it, Metatron. And one of the things that is on everyone's mind is the conflict in the Middle East. And um, I was hoping that you can talk a little bit about it and maybe um, shed some light on how and when this will be resolved. And why did this happen from a collective consciousness space? Yeah, this is a beautiful question because war is uh, terrifying, right? There will, you will notice that, that this war is going to grow in size. There's going to be other countries that become involved. And so it's going to become a little bit more international conflict. Okay, and the reason for this war, because there is purposeful good to all things, even the painful things, right? The, the purpose of this war was to be able, as a collective consciousness, to begin to heal separation and duality, 
to bring healing to the, you know, I'm right and you're wrong mentality. It is really an opportunity for everyone on this planet to heal that aspect within themselves, within their lives, which then is within the collective conscious, right? This war is, think of it as a mirror out to the whole world. Where is that conflict living within you? Where is that hatred and judgment living within you? Where are you warring in your life? And mm -hmm. as you heal it here, you begin to heal it in the collective. And so if you're looking for a way to be in service and to assist, please stay out of the horror of it and bring it back in. Heal what is up for you internally. Add your prayers to the collective consciousness for peace to prevail, light to prevail, and let this become your daily prayer your daily devotion. God is always in charge. It's hard to remember in situations like this, but please know that all will be well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> so, on our last segment, you mentioned the indigo and crystalline souls that are coming to earth <clears throat> and they are very gifted. Gifted how? <laughs> <laughs> well, in multiple ways, beloved one, uh, where so many that are born on the planet, they take a long time to evolve, mm. right? They yes. are they're walking their path and their journey, climbing the ladder of ascension. Uh, the new souls coming in are already at a higher evolutionary frequency than many on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. They come in to do special work with Gaia, special work with collective consciousness. They are healers, they are channels, they are scientists, they are visionaries, right? Here to change mm -hmm. the world, your world, right? Mm -hmm. They also come in with a, a different set of soul codes, a very specific set of soul codes that is created so that wherever they are they're raising the vibrational frequency and these souls are coming in and they are of course sprinkled all the way around your earth they're here to to help humanity shift from what is your density in into your next level of consciousness mm -hmm. i love that thank you Live. I when you explain that I'm feeling like I might know some of these. <laughs> well, yes, probably do. Many yes, do, yes. Right? they're the ones that shine bright. Mm, for the sure, ones that that are inquisitive, the ones that are not necessarily following the status quo, even as small children. Right. 
Yes. Okay. Thank you. Indeed. All right. So <clears throat> you mentioned previously to me, um, privately, <laughs> that we come into this world with hundreds of spirit guides. Maybe you might have even said thousands. I don't remember now, <laughs> but it was the numbers were the number was out there. And it's interesting in my work. Uh, you know, my clients really want to connect with their spirit guide. And they're like, they don't say plural. It's like, I want to meet my spirit guide. And it's like, oh, you have more than one. Right. And generally, they do show up in sessions in, in multiples, sometimes two, three, four, maybe at the most five. But I know that there's so much more behind yeah. that. Um, can you explain why we need so many and how do they help us throughout our lifetimes? Okay. All right. We would love to explain that to you. So your soul comes to this lifetime with thousands of possibilities Mm -hmm. in how this life is going to live, be lived, be experienced. And so uh, if you choose to go in one direction, there's a complement of guides and angels there to assist you on whatever is needed on that path. If you make a right-hand turn, there's guides and beings to assist you on that path. So whatever the soul's path is, whatever the soul decides, choices that are made, right, there are guides for what is that choice, if that makes sense to you. We we kind of call it the spaghetti highway. You may have heard <laughs> us talk about this. Yes. Right? You, you hold two pounds of dry spaghetti and you let it go in your kitchen floor. And there's some long strands and some broken strands and some of them cross over. And that is the possibility of your soul's journey in this lifetime. Thousands and thousands of possibilities. Some go through, some come to a roadblock. So your guides are here to support you through all of it. How do they support you? Well, they support you by bringing messages, helping you to tap into your intuition about what is uh, uh, helpful for you, what would be harmful for you. They come in as inspiration to help you create you know, on, on your path. Mm -hmm. They bring you emotional support when it's needed right they clear the path in some instances to remove blockages um to remove those things that would hold you back from uh, being able to experience a certain path so they have a multitude of different kinds of jobs mm -hmm. Does that make a little sense to you yes so Let's go back to the spaghetti analogy, okay? And uh, when I do make a decision, okay, and let's say I make a decision to <clears throat> move from one state, a big move from one state to the other, all right? 
And so there goes the spaghetti (laughs) going in that direction. Okay. But does my soul also want to experience not leaving the state? And am I somehow experiencing that just on an alternate? Is it split that way or no? Usually, usually what is occurring is that your your soul has the alternatives, right? Your soul even has multiple exit strategies in place, right? For when the journey is complete. And so if you decide to move out of state, right, then you get to experience all the the ups and the downs of of getting ready to go or if your soul is saying let's move out of state and you go no 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 i want to stay here because xyz then the soul experiences mm. the resistance saying yes the resistance to, okay. to the soul right but it's all good see you cannot make a wrong choice really it's all it's all under the purview of the soul's journey mm-hmm. and it will just be a different set of lessons and blessings but all for your highest good okay thank you yeah. so of all those spirit guides that we do are there some that remain with you the entire lifetime and through multiple lifetimes yes absolutely there's there's many and some of people call them their their primary guides right or their guardian angels and and that type of thing but there are those guides that are connected at a soul level you have soul contracts with guides as well as individuals in your life right and so there are those guides and angels and, and beings that will travel with you lifetime through lifetime through lifetime. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So let's switch gears. <laughs> All right. I wanted to ask you, I had an experience recently, and this is an experience I've had throughout my life, and it's with sleep paralysis. Okay. Um, so here's what my body is experiencing. I'm fast asleep and all of a sudden I feel a heavy weight, like a thousand pounds, like on my body, which wakes you because you're feeling that and you want to wake up, but you can't wake up and you're trying so hard. And in this particular, the one I had a few weeks ago, I was laying on my stomach trying to open my eyes. And as I'm trying to open my eyes, I was hearing voices that were not English. It was another language. I could hear it very, very loud as I'm trying to get back into my body. Right. And I finally do. And that weight is off of me. Can you explain? What just happened? Right. Well, you kind of just explained it yourself. When you sleep, you astral travel. You are traveling around the cosmos, 
right? You leave the physicality. Mm-hmm. And there's an aspect of you that travels. Right? The sleep paralysis is when you begin to wake up for whatever reason. Okay. But, but you know, the soul's not fully back in the body yet, right? So, it's, <laughs> right. It's like, you know, you can't, you're, you're really not moving. That is one of the reasons for sleep paralysis. Another reason for sleep paralysis, and this is for a lot of, of people that are paying attention to what are, uh, have been dubbed alien abductions, right? Yeah. While we do not like the term abductions, many humans travel at night to go with their galactic brethren into the ships and and that mm-hmm. type of, and so uh, many that have the sleep paralysis, it's that they're coming back from that place as well, and there is a shifting of dimensions there is a shifting of timelines and so again it causes the the sleep paralysis until everything is is aligned again here you know in in this reality okay Mm. i was wondering why that weight that feeling of heavy heavy weight um on the physical body it's so strong right Right. Um, wow. Okay. So yes, I'm aware that I, I travel and go places. Um, very interesting. What what do you think those voices were that I was hearing? Mm. Well, you were halfway here and halfway there. Yeah. So you're you know, you're hearing in, in your astral form, right? Right. And so that's what you were hearing. Did it sound like light language at all? Yeah, now now I'm thinking was probably light language yes probably okay yeah wow um yeah i've had a lot of sleep pra- I'm, i think this is going to touch several people who have experienced this and it, it really does explain yeah. a lot and many many humans experience that our woman experienced it just recently as well and she actually woke herself up screaming right or yelling right not a scream but a yell trying to get herself awake right (laughs) and it is disconcerting it is disconcerting because you become almost like where am i you know neither here nor there for a moment or two the heaviness hmm, that's an interesting an interesting thing about it is that you know when the when the astral body leaves the physical body right the physical body does not change weight but it how do we explain it that it mm, the word is composite it kind of changes its composition just a bit right Okay. The body is always changing and shifting, and particularly at night when you sleep. So that is also one of the reasons that the physical feels a little heavier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I have heard that planet Earth is the hardest planet. It's the 
planet of lessons. And we're actually very brave to be here. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Is Earth one of the hardest planets to have an experience in? Well, we don't we don't see it as hard or easy. Mm. We see it as vibrational frequency. Okay. Um, this planet has a more dense vibrational frequency than some of the other planets in some of the other dimensions that you have existed in and exist in in this moment as well. And so is it hard what what makes it hard is the emotions here there's many other places that that the emotions are held in a different manner right experienced in a different way here you have the gamut of of emotion and there's the tendency to forget that you are the radio tower to to receive, feel, and, and release them. Everybody wants to receive, feel them, and hold on to them and make up a story. Uh, so that that is something that kind of exacerbates the energy of intense emotions upon this planet, which if you look at, at all of the conflicts and, and all of the grief, you know, it's the emotions that make things hard. It's also the emotions that make things blissful here. And it is that's the other side of it as well. It's not all it's not all difficult, right? But right. No, it's not. Yeah. But it is, it's the vibration, it's it is the density. And you have heard us speak before about the in-breath and the out-breath of God. Right. So when when God exhales and that breath creates, the further away from source that breath gets, the denser the creation is. And so Earth is almost at the furthest point of God's exhale. And so wow. density, right? Eventually, mm -hmm. eventually then God takes the in-breath and brings everything back within itself. And then it starts again, right? Wow. That's really interesting. Beautiful. Thank you. Are there other Earth-like planets that exist with humans on them? The, yes, and sort of. <laughs> okay right? because in different dimensions in in different frequencies right the the physical body takes on different characteristics the physical body that looks like this is meant for earth because that's what it takes to live upon the earth mm -hmm. if you're in a different dimension and living on venus then your physical body would look different because that's what's needed to survive and thrive upon venus right right so so yes there are other planets that are earth-like and yes there are other beings that are humanistic but not exactly yeah. like humans on your planet. Mm -hmm. Are they 
in a higher frequency than we are? Some, yeah. Um, and some are lower? Some are lower. It, wow. it runs the gamut, yeah. So what's happening in those lower frequency planets that we might not be experiencing? Curious. Well, it's always about the light evolving 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 and that which is dense that which is mm, dark and we don't mean evil dark we just mean dark sleep right its mm -hmm. instinct is to evolve to light and so that is the process no matter where it's 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 everywhere the the process of evolving to greater light is the the whole point right even yeah. source even source continues to evolve to greater light and so the lower frequencies the higher frequencies everybody has the same job become light it mm -hmm. just looks and feels different at the different levels right mm -hmm. it's harder Thank work you. when it's dense yes it's hard work <laughs> yes. upon your planet right to to awaken to remember mm -hmm. who you are mm -hmm. it certainly is it surprises me how um imbalanced that is here there and i'm so honestly i am so proud of since 2020 of how uh the collective has advanced um but it it shocks me still that there are some people that there's just completely in the dark. It's, yeah. it's like, wow. They're, they're still asleep. Yeah. But here's the thing to realize, don't be shocked. <laughs> okay. they are having, they're having a soul's experience. Mm. And that is their soul's journey for whatever lifetime that they're living and their soul contracts and agreements to support that, right? And so that is how that soul is evolving. And so honor the fact that that's where that soul happens to be and know that it's working on waking up. And it may not look like how it looks like for you, but you know that old saying, no man left behind, right? <laughs> well, in this journey, no soul left behind. Some are just waking up more slowly than others. Okay. Yeah. And I know it can be challenging when you live under the same roof as somebody that, <laughs> oh boy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. Mm -hmm. Because those that have evolved love where they are and it feels so good. They want that for their loved ones. Sure. But, but everybody has to have their own journey with it. Right. You can you can be the example. Please be the example. Don't don't be the nag that right. tries. You know, there's there's many who nag their partners and their children to. Oh, you've got to do it. Look at me. And this is what I've done. Right? They're going to find their own way, and and it's all good. Just mm. focus on the love. Right? Not not. Don't focus on where they are or where they're not. Just focus on, on love no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So over the years, I have had so many followers say, I am not coming back <laughs> to Earth. <laughs> not, not, not coming back. Right. I don't care. I'm here. I am done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What would you say? Okay. Of course, that's the human part of them that is making that statement. Right. What would you say to them when you, if, if you were to hear someone say, I'm not coming back at all? We would say, okay. <laughs> we'll see, right? We'll see. We'll see because you know what you feel, what you experience here that makes you not want to come back. It's the painful stuff, right? Yes. But, but when you transition and your soul goes back to the Koshik records and sits at your uh, planning table for other incarnations, right? That is left behind. The pain is left behind. And all you're left with is, okay, what's the greater, what's the greater purpose? And so many souls who say, you know, I'm never coming back, end up coming back as bodhisattva. Right? Yes. Bodhisattva are those that say, okay, I'm going in, I'm going to go in and be of service specifically. Right. So you just never know. And it's okay to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not coming back. We understand that that comes from the place of pain. Mm -hmm. But your soul, always comes from that place of love and of service and so ultimately the soul is creating the journey right. mm -hmm. so there are souls that say i'm done and i don't want to return there what do they do with their time in the afterlife <laughs> well first of all there's no such thing as time okay all right yes yeah, i got this not, okay yeah we won't get into that daily week in the moment <laughs> but, but time exists only here upon upon yes. your planet in the way that you think of time as linear yeah when a, when a soul is complete and and goes back home there's always that reconnecting with what is the whole the whole of god the whole of source and there is a communication that takes place right each and every soul will do a bit of a of a reflection period of time and that soul might decide to go and have a journey in another dimension another you know another star system there's there's more choices than you could ever count beloved mm. one so just because they're not coming back here doesn't mean that they're not going elsewhere to continue the journey in a different way okay okay, okay. that's wonderful all right so let's see <clears throat> Something that comes up uh, in my work is um, birthmarks, right? And how babies have birthmarks in strange areas, in a strange spot in their body. 
And some people say that it might be how they were killed in a previous life. I've never claimed that or anything, um, but could you speak on that if this can be accurate? It's more of an old wives tale. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. There, there are different cultures that have that belief system and we don't mean to uh, you know negate that but for the most part uh, birthmarks are not you know a, a representation of how someone died mm -hmm. okay. so what are they? they are <laughs> marks upon the skin yeah marks upon the skin but again why are the marks there interesting question right mm -hmm. it is part of how the soul has created the physical body okay that's a good thing to remember the physical mm -hmm. doesn't create the soul the soul creates the physical mm -hmm. right and so for some reason whatever the soul's reasoning is right there is a mark upon the body it might be important for the soul right okay all right but, but not necessarily how how they have passed in a in a different life okay very good yeah a lot of stories about that so but i yeah. i don't know if it's true or not <laughs> well if you don't know if it's true or not the best thing to do is just use your discernment right <laughs> right, right this is for everybody yeah if you kind of go hmm, yeah. i don't know just use your discernment yes what is your truth is good thank you okay um i want to switch gears a little bit to uh what some people are experiencing here on earth um we touched on it last time but can you explain what anxiety is, where is it coming from, and why is it so heightened at this time? Wow. Anxiety is caused by fear, right? And when someone is is fearful, anxiety is is a a product of of that emotion right fear and anxiety kind of you know anxiety is more more physical mm -hmm. fear is more of the mental process but they kind of work hand in hand together yes the reason that there's more anxiety right now is because of the collective conscious, right? There's more fear right now in the collective than you've seen in probably this lifetime for many, right? Yeah. More collective fear upon your planet. And so sometimes for you empaths, you're not even feeling your own anxiety, you're feeling the anxiety of the collective or you're feeling the anxiety of a loved one. 
So it's really important as empaths to really take care of yourselves and know what's yours and what actually belongs to the collective or belongs to someone else so that you can release it back to where it belongs, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, anxiety has become uh, much like some other syndromes and diseases upon your planet, more prevalent through your evolution. And so uh, anxiety is going to continue to be something that, that plagues the populace, right? And it's going to uh, challenge the physical body in a number of ways, particularly the adrenals, right? And more through the anxiety, more individuals will experience adrenal burnout. Uh, it will also cause more and more depression uh, within mm -hmm. the populace, right? And so there's just different different layers and, and ways that it manifests for people. So, yeah. What do you think is a good way to heal that naturally, if it's possible? Mm. Well, one of the best things that you can do for yourselves is to care for your physical body, right? Because, because anxiety creates the stress, creates, you know, this and that. So love your adrenals do something to support your adrenals. Take care of the physical body in a way that um, it feels secure because when the physical body feels secure, it's it's easier for the emotions to be mm, balanced as well. Um, take time in nature. Take mm -hmm. time to meditate. Decompress. Most individuals are living a lifestyle where there's no space to know thyself. No space to say, oh, okay, I can take a breath. And so that is also adding to the pressure, to the anxiety, to all of these symptoms, right? So how will you care for yourself? That is an important question. And uh, Myra, you've heard us before speak of what is mm, sacred selfishness. Mm. Yeah. Right? Sacred selfishness, you know, is taking care of your body, making sure that you are in alignment, making sure that you have what you need to live optimally. It's not a selfishness that is taking away anything from another, but it is a selfishness that is, is giving you everything that you need for you. That. So That's it's important. important very important. I was just telling a client that yesterday, love thyself and to make sure that you put yourself first. Right. Mm -hmm. but, very but, most, but mostly you are taught not to put yourself first. Yes. So you're, you are having to repattern yourself in a way that uh, feels uncomfortable to a lot of people, sure. right? What put me first? I can't do that. Yes. I've got to take care of everybody else. If I don't, who am I? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It is important. Hello, mm-hmm. my friend Jack. <laughs> yeah, his little paw. How sweet. <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> can you speak about attention deficit disorder? Where did that come from? Hmm. And what is it? <laughs> well, again, as there is so much how do we how do we even describe it? Think back a hundred years, two hundred years, life was so much more simple. Yes. These this symptomology didn't exist back then, even though people still had a difficult time concentrating sometimes. There were not the distractions. These, the ADD, the you know, these things are fueled by uh television, cell phones tablets there's there's just so many distractions there's also more intense energies on the planet and sometimes the physical body responds with not being able to pay attention or trying to pay attention to everything all at the same time which creates the inability to pay attention right and so there's there's some different levels some different levels to this there's also uh the people that have you know been medicated and and it's it's challenging there's no there's no one answer to this beloved one right there's no one answer medication for some people works very well medication for other people is very very challenging so there are some things like biofeedback working with brainwave frequencies that will be helpful right binaural beats if you listen to binaural beats it really helps to reprogram right and left brain which helps add adhd that type of thing as well so okay interesting thank you one of my followers uh would like to ask this question what happens to souls that leave prematurely we love this question thank you for this question Mm -hmm. no soul leaves prematurely Mm. wow whether the soul has been alive two minutes two decades a hundred years the soul has its exit strategies and and the experiences, right? So no soul leaves prematurely. That is the human's response to losing someone that they feel that it's much too soon for them to leave. Mm-hmm. But on the soul level, no soul leaves prematurely. Okay. Wow. What about the ones that are unaliving themselves? Still part of the soul's journey. 
right? Okay. One of one of those choices on the spaghetti highway. And mm -hmm. that's that's a tough one, right? Because loved ones don't want to to think about that as a, a choice for the soul, but everything is a choice for the soul, right? And those souls go back to source. They're embraced in the whole. They get ready for another journey, either here or in other places, right? It's it's the same process after the passing as those that have died of heart attack or disease or, you know, it old is. age. Mm -hmm. So when someone is going to, when someone has those thoughts of leaving mm -hmm. um, by, by their own hand, mm -hmm. is that something that their soul already knew might happen? Okay. Right. Wow. You think, you think of all the thousands of things that your soul sets up, right, as scenarios that you can choose, right, paths that can be chosen. That is that is also a soul path that has been offered. Okay. And not every soul yeah. creates that in every lifetime, right? But mm -hmm. most souls will create it in one or more of their lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So from a higher perspective, this is not a sin, right? What religion has claimed it to be, it is a sin to do that. It is not. Right. No. No. Okay. And it, and it, we want to scoop everyone up that is worried about their loved ones sinning yes. and not, mm. and not being able to go to, to heaven. Right. Mm. And we just really want to say that the soul is welcomed home no matter how the soul has left the body. Soul is always welcomed home because to source, that's a part of itself. It is not going to send part of itself away. The soul is always welcome home. Thank you. Indeed. I'm sure that will be comforting for many people. We we do hope so because mm -hmm. it is you know we have spoken to you know thousands of individuals and many of them have had people in their lives, loved ones who that is the route they have taken for their lives, and and it is deeply painful for those that remain behind we know this but please know that your loved ones are loved and embraced by all in the unseen and they have found their way home okay 
Beautiful, thank you. I'm pretty sure that you have um, spoken to me about this before, but for, for those listeners, um, can you speak about a mother experiencing a miscarriage and how this is a lesson for both? We don't, we don't quite understand the question. So uh, a mother becomes pregnant. Yes. When uh, a mother becomes pregnant and she um, prematurely loses the baby. Okay. Does not, does not it bring, is... bring the child to birth. All right. Correct. It, it kind of falls under the heading of, uh, you know, the soul's exit strategy for for the child that that is miscarried, it it immediately goes back home to source. It's had an experience that it needed for the soul, right? In the womb, it's had an experience, and and it's complete with that experience. The mother, it's harder on the mother because she has lost a child and many uh, people do not think of a miscarriage as the loss of a child it's kind of like and and oh well let's let's get on with life but for the mother it it creates a a deep sense of grief that sometimes never able to be expressed Mm, yeah never able to be expressed so that is you know also part of the soul agreement between okay. the child and and the mother right mm -hmm. many times the souls that uh have have miscarried will will come back again and then uh be uh taken to full term and, and born. And then other times the, the mother will receive another soul to give birth to. It okay. Depends, right? It all depends. Yes, okay. What about when a woman elects to eliminate a pregnancy, right? There's a lot of controversy still about that. Indeed. And so we will not call it right or wrong. Everyone uses their own discernment. It has to be your own truth. But please understand that these women are not making this decision alone. This is a soul-to-soul -soul decision. The soul of the woman, the soul of the child. There's already been soul agreement. Mm -hmm. You have this experience, and so uh, when uh, when uh, pregnancy is terminated, again the soul of the child is welcomed back home, and then the the woman is left to reap the lessons and the blessings from that, and that is neither positive nor negative, because you know. Sometimes it is, you know, 
It is a kindness. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So that's all. That's all. We can <laughs> people going, mm, yes, you <laughs> with Metatron, but it's okay. Please, yeah. please honor what's right for you. Of course. And and please don't judge others that find what's right for them. Hmm. That's the tough part, right? Yes, yes. Right? Because people judge harshly. Mm -hmm. They do. Thank you. All right. I think we will put a pin in our questions for today's segment. Um, but I'd love for you to perhaps give us some advice for the collective today. What would you like to say? We would like to talk about your hearts today. Mm. And, you know, where is your heart today? And where is your heart every day, right? Your your heart is such an important aspect of you and your life. And many people don't know how to access that. Many people have their hearts closed down. Many, many people have them open so wide that they are, you know, trampled or taken advantage of. So really paying attention to where your heart is because where your heart is is kind of the uh the compass in how you will be led in your life so days that you're focusing on uh, love right or sending sending loving vibrations then that day it's going to be a higher vibrational frequency if your heart is being a stumbling block to another where you are hurting someone else's feelings, making them cry, then your vibration is going to be lower and you're going to experience life from that lower vibrational frequency. So paying attention to where you are, how you are living your life through the heart is exquisitely important at this time. Mm. Do your best to let any hate go. Do your best to let judgment go. And remember to fill yourself up from soul pride. Keep that connection. First to soul. Mm. Thank you. Indeed. That's beautiful. Thank you for being here, Metatron. I love you. We love you. Thank you for inviting us today and blessings to all. Yeah. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> how did it go it went well it went it's always well <laughs> yes and then I'm going to process what he says and then 
maybe say, hey, you mentioned this question or this answer and let's dig a little deeper. So yes, it was good. Yeah, a lot of different topics that we covered today. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm happy that I could be here. Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. And we are going to continue, right? Yes. We have, um, gosh, can you believe it's almost November? So we're I, again I in November. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't. Why? Oof, this this year is just up up a smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And time is, has sped up. Like it's a fact. It it is a fact. Yeah. It is a fact. Compressing timelines. Yeah. That's what Metatron talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say why? Or maybe I should ask him. (laughs) You know what? I I don't always ask why questions. Mm -hmm. I, I ask questions like, okay, you know, give me more clarity about that. For, yeah, for why me, we're feeling this. For me, asking why almost stops the conversation. Mm. But but asking a uh, asking a different question about, well, you know, what's what's the upshot to that? Or, you know, how will that benefit us? Or what should we be looking yes. for? Yes. Kind of questions. Yeah. All right. We will put that on our next segment. About okay. <laughs> why not why. Okay, Myra, stop saying why. Yes. Speak about how time has compressed. Yeah. <laughs> or and that's funny because Metatron always says there's no such thing as time. So it's like right. it's like how the illusion has compressed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's crazy. So meanwhile, we have yeah, clocks and yes. yeah, clocks, Everything, calendars, everything. time, yeah. appointments. Right. <laughs> And I think that I think that all of those things keep us in. Uh, it's almost like to keep us boxed in and so in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep us moving through the tunnel. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to you hearing the answers. So, um, until next time, yes. thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you. Take care. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.